According to Mike and Tony is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, this is Mitch Jones. This is Luke Sisnuff. This is Pro Strongman Stan Carradine. Hi, this is Dave Freshman. This is Daylina Tennant. Hey guys, this is Mark the Couch Guy. Yeah, you fuck with your boy Antoine Twine Sacks, Puff Puff Beer representative. Thanks for listening to The Mike and Tony Show. And just remember, we are not doctors. What's up, dudes? How you doing? Oh, living. We, so I guess that means good. <laughs> we just started episode 110, Mike. How do you feel about that? 100, 110. 110, yeah. Damn, that's wild. Crazy. Still on lockdown. Everybody's yep. on lockdown. Still we got on lockdown. That other voice you're hearing is uh, Tyson. Not exactly in the studio, but kind of. <laughs> Where'd he go? See, I don't like this. I got to be able to fix my setting because I can only see. It seems like I can only see you, Mike. Start talking, uh, Tyson. Well, yeah, put on the grid view. If you put on the um, the grid view, you can see all the different people at once. You know Mike invented. Uh, he helped invent uh, Zoom. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I'm trying to. So I see participants, Mike. Yeah. So is it under more? No, it should be if you look at your like on the. I don't know how it looks on your phone. See, I think that's the problem. I think the phone oh, is okay. different. Like it doesn't have as many options. I see. Wow. See, there's participants, and then when you click on that, you can like click on a person, but that's it. Yeah. So huh. it's all yes. good. Yes. Okay. So what's good, man? How are you doing out there? Uh, how is quarantine treating you? What's it been like? Uh, this is a crazy world we are living in, and we thought it was crazy the last time we talked. This, yeah, um, it's been good, man. Um, I think a little bit for me, anyway, because I know how to sit my ass down somewhere. So I've been—I <laughs> was told that all of my childhood. So, uh, <laughs> it's been good for me. Uh, pretty decent. I mean, the girls kind of touch the nerves once in a while, but uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, overall it's been, it's been pretty good. I just hate the fact that just can't go and come and go as I please. Right. You know? right. Yeah. Someone kind of resorted back to childhood. I don't think the kids notice as much, at least the younger kids notice as much because they always have to ask for permission for most things anyway right but now we're back you know is it okay have they said that it's okay so that's been a little bit of a tough pill to swallow is to not have that that freedom so to speak yeah no doubt something we're all feeling uh, just on a side note you can swipe left tyson if you swipe left then you'll be uh, able to, it puts it on a different view where you can see everybody. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. It's been, uh, it's been a weird world that we're living in where we can't, we can't come and go as we please. And, uh, and then the other thing is, is like when you're talking about like when things get better and it's kind of getting safer and we can start to come out of our, you know, hibernation or whatever. To me, I'm like, I don't know who to trust sometimes. Like what, what is the real information? Like when is it really safe? Or, you know, because we're trying to balance the economy and everything with it, of course. But at the same time, I mean, we've learned these lessons in history. When people come out too fast, 
after a pandemic and then it just resurges. Can't you see it going that way now? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. can. Uh-huh. What do you think, Pierce? I, uh, Mikey? Well, it's like um, like I was telling Tiro with the with our state orders, how he's like phasing it out now, you know, and trying to open up things where restaurants are going to be able to do, you know, a little bit more. They'll have curbside retail and everything like that. Um, the thing is with us, we're not even plateaued yet, man. Our yeah. cases are still like rising and rising and rising. And I don't think that's the right move to do now, especially when it's rising. Right. I mean, I think that's the move to do if it's starting to plateau and like strengthen, like, like flatten out, but not when it's still on the upwards of it. Are you talking about Colorado specifically? Yeah. Really? So you guys are like, your governor's pushing to kind of move this thing along? Well, yeah, we're starting yeah. a gradual reopening on Monday where people, it's supposed on to be. On some counties, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's interesting because. I am in the, I am in a Republican of all, pretty much all Republican. I, I, I feel like I'm in, um, I feel like I'm in the West Coast version of Mississippi and Alabama. <laughs> I, I am in the red of red. Uh, although they said it's supposed to be a battleground state this year. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, but the governor is Republican here and he is really kind of taking his time. And I'm really, I'm really surprised. Well, you know, what's interesting here in Colorado is we're talking about this gradual opening that starts on Monday, but as the district, the school district that I teach for, um, they've already told us we're a hundred percent doing remote learning through the end of this year. And they're telling us be prepared to not go back until January. So we may have to do yeah yeah i don't know if this is out or oops <laughs> no i think it's i think it's out i'm pretty sure um but yeah it, it's not it's not that that's what's happening for sure but they're telling us be ready for that um but at the same time Mike we're like Coney exclusive <laughs> inside dps it's it's probably gonna happen because they're talking about uh resurgence of this in the fall which again um I'm calling it the Republican way. They just want to be reactive. Um, you know, Trump says, who knows if this thing is going to return at all. So it's like, okay, it, basically he's saying we'll deal with it when we get there as opposed to let's plan ahead. Uh, yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't want to plan ahead for, for anything. It's just we'll react. And, I mean, it's, it's why we have an excess of 50,000 deaths because everything was reactionary. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to bet my house this guy knew back in November that he was going to potentially be facing a problem. And instead of jumping in front of it, and he could have done that quietly. He didn't have to alert the media. He could have been doing that behind the scenes. Instead of doing that, he just decided to turn the other cheek and address it once it had already ballooned and out of control. You know, horrible. So you think a resurgence is just pretty much inevitable or most likely anyway? Dr. Fauci said he, yeah, Dr. Fauci said he thinks. Uh, I trust his word a little bit more than, well, not, not a little bit, a lot more than Trump. But <laughs> Dr. Fauci said he, he, he can almost guarantee it's going to be a resurgence. But hmm. Trump doesn't. Trump says, you know, 
who knows, this thing may be gone forever. You know, it, this sounds too deja vu. Yeah. Well, I remember that thing that I tagged you in, Tony, about the Spanish flu. You know, oh, yeah. saying that the first wave killed, you know, five five to eight million people. Yep. And then the second wave killed like 50 million people. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I've been deep in the Spanish flu, like for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like rehashing that, figuring some out. Like, didn't, some states self-quarantined and they didn't have the issues during the Spanish flu. They got ahead of it. And yeah. I forgot. I feel like, was it... Uh, Kansas, one of the one of the states I know that I read about specifically, they jumped ahead of it and started self quarantining early, and they had very minor. That's what we saw for sure. Grand scheme. Yep, the ones who self quarantined and did it uh, like in earnest saw the the least damage, and it's the same thing. But they had that resurgence because it had it. They thought it was done. They went tried to do a second round of quarantine. And it just didn't happen. It didn't stick because people were, it'd be, it'd be like us right now. Like we, as soon as they're like, okay, go ahead and go out. And they're like, wait, hold on. No, go back, go back, go back. People are like, hey, get off my fucking shoulder. I'm not, I'm doing what I want. And then I, that has devastated. I the Walmart, man. <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys been out? Have you guys been out just I like did. riding around? I went to Home Depot this week. Yeah. Bro, I went past the Walmart and you know how Walmart has about 50 parking spaces on the side. But no one's ever parked there. Yeah. This Walmart had parking. The parking was filled all the way, even oh, no. in the overflow area on the side. I mean, you were, would think they were giving away. They were going out of business and said, just come get it. Were people wearing masks, Answers, at least? No. <laughs> no. No, I, I, I was at the gas station because I had to get gas. So I filled up. And it's a car wash as well. Car wash was slammed. Man. I mean, absolutely slammed and people sitting outside. I mean, it's, it's 100 degrees here. So I guess people believe this, that the heat will kill it. So <laughs> that much. that and uh, uh, toilet cleaners UV. and stuff like that. Yeah. Lysol. And UV. And UV. He said UV too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the trip. It was the weirdest shit I had seen when Trump was talking about that. And he's like, you know, somehow get the UVs inside them or, you know, or some other way. And you're like, wait, what? Do what? what? And then, yeah. And he said he was talking to the media. He was talking to the media. Yeah. Like, no, he was not. Oh, he I was see. not. And, uh, <laughs> I see. Yeah. He was talking to his administration and they were, I mean, how can Bro. you just. How can you take this guy seriously? And people still defending this guy, saying they're taking it out of context. Oh yeah, he has a lot of support. What he said out of context, Mm -hmm. dude. I gotta say, I gotta say, Mike, uh, I'm 100 percent with you on the Zoom. This shit is tight. There's no delay. There's no issues. We can talk. Even if we talk over each other, they both come through at the same time. Yep. You may just be getting hacked. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's that house party. That's the house party one. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> There's an the, app called House Party. Yeah, it's that Russian. It's a Russian app. Really? Yeah. People yeah. put games on it and do do this stuff too, and it has like games you can do on it and stuff. But yeah, really? yeah. So what's the weather like there? What are you guys in the sixties? Yeah, something like uh, that. It's warm t- today. What? Yeah. What yeah. is it, Pierce? A high sixties, maybe. I'm guessing seventies, something like that. Yeah. It's right beautiful. now, sixty-one. Yeah, I was out seeding the grass earlier. It's beautiful out there. Yeah, I was outside, Joe, and right before I got to this, I was outside uh, finishing up my little uh, potter area that I'm making. Just oh, kind cool. of give privacy from the neighbors. 
we're going to put like the tall grass and uh, plants kind of separate that whole side over there. Dude, that tall grass. I'll send you what to get. Oh, sorry, Tony. Oh, Go it's ahead. okay. I, did, did, did I ever tell you about how allergic to that stuff I am that I found out the oh. hard way when I was doing landscaping? <laughs> oh my God, dude. Like I knew I was, I've, I got allergies and stuff and generally allergic to a lot of different grasses, but we got to this place and it was like, I don't know. There was probably like 15 of those and they were giant ones like this big around, like really big around. Uh-huh. And, uh, so I, and I have to climb up on this thing. So I'm on this like super, very high raised bed, like almost shoulder level raised bed. And I'm going through and cutting them and I'm just chopping away, dude. I got through about four and I could not breathe my entire body, like swelled up. My eyes puffed up. I, w- I literally was like, <laughs> my boss had to send me home. It was terrible, man. Those things are, yeah. And then I itched for like three days. Foxtails. Uh, yeah, they look like foxtails. I don't know if that's, I've heard that's that word before, but huh. I mean that Mike, you should try name. laurel columns, man. Just, yeah. just so you know. Yeah. Try laurel, laurel columns. They, they call them California hedges. Okay. Because they, they basically form a wall and they're evergreens. Okay. So they, Do they grow good wall. in Colorado. Those, cause we had, I, we, I don't know if that's what we had. We always had lots of, those. there's some junipers like that too. That uh, are really good. Where you can look. I know. No, not like. Call them. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. California hedges or something like that. We call them. Huh. Okay. Interesting. But are they yeah, like they're like trees or shrubs or something, and then they kind of grow together? Yeah, they're like a tree. If you they're they're um, if you cut them, if you prune them at the bottom, they'll form like a tree. But if you don't. They'll literally form just a straight column. It just looks like a, a bush that grows vertical as opposed to horizontal. Um, yeah, that's why I was wondering what it was because I know, like, growing up in California, my grandparents always had. Um, they were technically in the juniper family, but they were like that. They grow straight up like a tree, and then they blend. It's exactly what they had them. They had them between their two yeah. neighbors. In fact, last time I went out there yeah. and saw my grandma's house, uh, they were all gone, and it, it was so trippy. Because they were there my whole life growing really? up. Really? Mm-hmm. No, they were excellent. They they've been excellent for me. Well, but I'm, you should look that up. Uh, okay, Tony. We haven't talked in a long time. Yeah. How, how's the teacher life, man? <laughs> oh man, it's like everything else at the moment. It's just really weird right now. Um, but no, man, it's been it's been great. We haven't talked in a really long time. Um, the first part of the school this year. This is your first year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first part in fall was uh dude my head was spinning like it took me i couldn't figure i couldn't get i couldn't find the ground for a long time just being overwhelmed with everything from um like just the uh, sheer amount of work like just preparing lessons and materials and like having your shit together that's the part you don't think about you can't just write a lesson and it's ready to roll you got to think it through as a teacher you got to think through what misconceptions are going to be so once i got uh going on that i was i was spinning upwards like 15 16 hours a week writing one week's worth of lesson plans and then that didn't include like daily prep so the night before i prep all the materials all this kind of stuff bunch of shop talk but that part was really challenging just because of how much it was to juggle and then i also work at a title one school um and so you know there's attendance issues there's behavior issues there's there's a lot going on um so 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 you're the teacher that when you go to the chalkboard they're they're shooting paper planes at your back no, no, my students. I love my students, dude. No, I have. I get along well with my students, but I had cra- crazy things have happened. I mean, Pierce has heard all along how stuff's gone. I remember I t- I told him about this 
kid, I think it was the first week or it might have even been the first day, the kid comes, he's a seventh grader, and he comes into my classroom, comes running into my classroom, does a full-on box jump onto the cooler, and I work in a really old building. It's one of the oldest buildings in Denver, and it's got those old windows that slide up, but there's no screen, there's yeah. no nothing, and they're giant. So he jumps up on the on the cooler, grabs a hold of it, and just whoop, slides the whole thing wide open, and he's standing, we're on the second floor. And he's standing right there. That was one of my. That was my first week. <laughs> so and there's lots of there's lots of stuff like that, man. It's uh, it's, yeah. a, it's been an adventure. What but, is it like? It sucks to you because like this is your first year as a teacher, and then all of a sudden you have to deal with this now. Like this isn't like normal. Right? Like right when you were starting to get the hang of things, dollar. All of a sudden now you got to do something completely. It turned different. me upside down, man. It turned me upside down. It's kind of, it is weird. Hello. So let me ask you yeah. with. The type of school that you're in, it's even more. It has to be even more challenging right now because mm. are a lot of those kids underprivileged? Would you say, and are they having problems with like computer access and Wi-Fi access, and or you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. yeah, how are thinking outside of the box? How how is your school kind of coping with? with that side i mean it's hard enough to get them to focus while they're in class <laughs> yeah. what about remote now yeah uh you know dps did a really great job um they got right now there's still some delays they're having some issues with um because they prior they had to prioritize high schools first so high schools got everything first um and then there were some middle schools um that are still kind of waiting so we're still waiting on just a handful um but they got the vast majority of our students um wi-fi connections and laptops so that they can access and they can do internet work. Um, so they, they've done really good um, as far as that goes. Um, but we do still have a couple that don't have it. Um, but more than anything, it's, it's tough to get engagement, man, from these kids because they're at home. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, even if they've got the internet and the computer, um, it's just a big challenge. So, so yeah, no, that, it, that's been weird. It was like my year was, I was on the downhill, man. I was like, I'm, I was just about finished up with my teaching credential, um, like got things under control. I got a bunch of lessons for next year, feeling great. Summer's on the way. And then all of a sudden it was like, bam, we had a three week spring break. And at first it was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then it got old really fast. And then trying to keep my kids on track became a problem. And then I think they were just buying time. And in that time they decided, you know what, we're just doing remote a hundred percent to the end of the year. Um, but what terrifies me is fall. Cause that's what I've been holding on to, man, is going back in the fall. It's so hard when you get used yeah. to teach. It's one thing to do online for post-secondary education. You're talking college, get your master's online. No problem. Right. But when you're working with elementary or junior high kids or even high school kids, it's a whole nother thing, man. Trying to do this. You need to be face to face. You got to have those interactions yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the kids. 100%. Mm -hmm. 100%. I would agree. Cause my, my, my first grader is, going through that like that daily focus you know like she's sitting in front of her ipad or her laptop and and trying to focus on the teacher in the class and i and i can just tell that it's a different vibe in her mind doing this and she's probably probably only absorbing 50 percent of that just because of the remote aspect and her sister's running around and wanting her to play and, you know, just distractions galore, you know, shit like that, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, I can, wow, that's crazy. I, I tip my hat to you, man, because 
that's not an easy profession. And I hope this year will be a wake-up call for many as to how important teachers are and how undervalued they are. I, I really do. I hope some good comes out of this. And it's not going to be in terms of the White House, of course, but I hope the general public overall realizes how important teachers teachers are and how undervalued and underpaid they really are. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, it's, you know, I think right now, I think so much more about the nurses and stuff like these people, they're like freaking soldiers right now, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds, but my biggest concern is that, uh, the kids I teach are all, they're all behind, man. They're behind where they need to be with their reading, with their math skills, with the things that they need to be successful in life and to build a good future for themselves and for their families. And we're already working with that. You know, we're already fighting that. And then when kids are at home and now, I mean, engagement it, on any given day, it can be anywhere from, in my personal experience, anywhere from 50% to 80%. And I don't really know how representative that is for other teachers, but I know that's, that's about the attendance I'm able to get. And I can't help but think about like some of those kids, they vanished. Like I have not heard from them since they closed mm. the school and I can't help but think like, what the hell is this going to do to them? And the other thing I got to add is that when we did start back after just that three week break, I saw a very clear decline in my students. I teach language, so I'm like their language, grammar, structure, all that kind of stuff really fell off. It kind of quickly came back. It's like getting on a bike again, sort of. Um, but I was, it just made me think about the bigger picture about like, what about, we already deal with summer every year, you know, and we got all these little breaks where we're losing a little bit of ground. But then now there's some students that haven't, I haven't, they haven't learned anything since we closed the campus. So. Yeah. You got. I wonder about their future. You know, that's really. It's going to mess things up. Makes it really hard when you're already behind the curve to begin with, and then you're losing. A so, well, they just with without kind of indulging any confidential information. Are are they just going to move kids along to the next grade? Because I know they're not. It's a big question for everybody. I don't. I don't really know, man. We don't have clear answers on that on what's coming. Um, and they've been like that the whole way. What I do like is how careful they are of rolling things out. Um, and in my experience, that's why we were joking earlier that I leaked something or whatever, but in my experience, um, unless somebody explicitly tells you they don't roll stuff out to everybody in DPS until they're ready to roll it out to the public. Um, cause it usually, it's like literally within five minutes, I'll get an email and then all of a sudden there's something on the news and it's all at once. We just, we find out what's going on. So with this, yeah, which I appreciate, man, because I, I know that there's people behind closed doors right now just working their butts off on this, not even closed doors everywhere. Um, we've been, DPS has been getting food to all these kids still, all the food deliveries still yeah. up and running. Um, it's just, good. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. But I just think- Can that I give you, mm. it's probably not going to fly, but I think they should hold school this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they should, because for a couple of reasons, number one, these kids have been out for so long and now you're going to extend that even more with a so-called summer break. I don't think there's going to be the number, the, the, the number of vacations, the number of family vacations, yeah. personal vacations, what have you. And then they're talking about resurgence in the fall. So why not push that calendar back, have these kids go back during the summer June, July, August, and hmm. and find ways to take you know maybe a break here and there, 
you know, like a week break here and there, but find ways for them to go back for that quarter of June, July, August. And I'm only saying quarter because it's three months, but uh, find a way for them to go back over the course of the summer. And then if there are no, no resurgence in the fall, then kids just continue, but you stagger out the breaks or extend the breaks. You understand what I'm saying? Almost Mm -hmm. like a year long program. But I do think kids should go back to school in the summer because they're talking about, you know, a decline and we are starting to see it and we're going into May. So hopefully by the end of May, and this is all wishful thinking, but by the end of May, we may be at a point where people are, we're more comfortable with kids going to school for June, July, August, and then let's reassess everything. If there is a resurgence in the fall, beginning September, okay, let's pull the kids out, but at least they were able to go to school for three or four months. Because if you pull them out in the fall, they're not going back in the winter either. Let's, let's be, you're just kicking the can down the road. Yeah, right. And it's that's the height yeah. of the flu. It's going to be the height of the flu season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man, the great ideas, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like there's so many damn moving parts. It's so hard to figure out how to approach any of this. And I think that's why everybody's leaning so hard into online, doing everything remotely, just because of the fact that it seems like it may be out of our control. Like, well, this may be a long-term situation, unfortunately. Yeah, and like in our, our district over here, they were telling the kids that uh, um, no new stuff. So it's all review on things that they've done through the year. I'm seeing, I'm hearing that a not, lot. Yeah. Not learning any new things because they, they feel that the students are more responsive in person to learn that new stuff rather than like the parents helping out and stuff like that. And, or teaching online and everything like that. The thing that makes me the most mad over here is that like, yeah, Callie's in first grade. I understand. Um, but her teacher, like the amount of work that she gives her, Callie finishes that in like an hour or two hours. And is like done for the day. Yeah, my and then she too. doesn't do like Zoom classes or anything like that, or or like interact with them throughout the whole day. So I'm like, what the fuck is this teacher doing all day? <laughs> like all day, what is she doing all day? And then Tira like had addressed it to the, um, uh, you know, to the teacher and stuff like that. And, and she was the teacher had told Tira that um, the district had told them that uh, due to technological, you know. Um, issues and stuff like that, that, you know, some kids or, you know, families may not have the technology that other families have and stuff like that. And, and by no means am I rich or, or live like in a rich area, but I don't live in like a poor area. You know, I live in Cherry Creek school district and stuff like that. And you would believe that a majority of those kids have some sort of internet computer stuff like that. You would think, but remember how, they say people are living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. So they're stretching to begin. I, I understand. I, I agree 100%. But I think, too, it's also going to really help identify and inform schooling systems just how far, how many kids don't have reliable internet access and access to a computer. Because, like, my daughter's school, they were handing out I think uh, Chromebooks uh, yeah. for the kids that didn't have it. And I, I don't know what they were doing for Wi-Fi, but they were accommodating for Wi-Fi. I'm guessing hotspot maybe or what have you. But they were handing these things out. If your kid didn't have it, stop by the school and 
they had pickup lines for the for the technology. So I, I'm pretty sure it's going to really help, like, get real real numbers for kids who don't have internet access. You know who needs to make a comeback, y'all? AOL. <laughs> and you start handing out some 500 hours CD discs <laughs> to all these people. Remember that when you get those AOL oh, yeah. discs in the mail, and you had like five hours, yeah, like the hours in, and then like you're like, oh man, I'm out of hours, and you had to go get like another free 500 hour disc from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I totally. To get the sound of AOL, <laughs> I, I think that's iconic in itself. The dial-up you know, sound, when it's connecting to the phone line. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> So, Mike, how how have you you're in the education system as well? How what have you what are you hearing or what are you? How has this changed your life? It's, everyone's in panic mode, man, because you know the colleges and kids dropping due to it. You know, and and all of a sudden, people having to not have classes, so they've extended just like in the regular world where they've had to extend spring breaks and stuff like that, and or shorten years and everything like that. The only problem is with ours is it's federally regulated. So, you know, you can't shorten an academic year because if you shorten an academic year um, less than 30 weeks, then your school's not eligible for that financial aid, stuff like that. And so it's just been a real panic for everything. And, you know, the government's sending money to, um, you know, the schools and everything like that. But like a majority of the schools haven't received those emergency funds. And that's another thing too. And this new fund that comes out, you know, it's not just like they hand out money. You're like, oh, there you go, hand it out. When you get new money, new funds, you have to go through finance. You have to make a new finance code for that money. And you have to determine who is going to be getting that money, who's eligible for it, look at the population, see what is a fair assumption for all these things and everything like that. And just, you know, it's just, and obviously, as everything goes, there's not enough money for all the students that you're going to have, you know? So it's like, you know, they were talking about, you know, we can split it up evenly through all the students. Well, like <laughs> the amount that they were talking about, you know, if they were going to split it evenly, it was kind of come out to something stupid. Like there'd be enough to go see a movie and dinner with the amount of money that they would do that. If like they split it up between every student. So <laughs> have you had kids drop out. Is that, is that what I heard that you guys have had? Yeah. So that's the other thing too, you know, it's, it's, you know, um, we've had to make other special regulations too, you know, like it's called SAP, which is satisfactory academic progress. Um, return to title fours two or two T fours, you know, so if people drop, you know, we usually send money back, you know, we calculate how long they've been in the classes and then we do a proration percentage on that and then send it back. But that's all stopped too because of this thing. So everyone's in a special circumstance now. So we're not sending anybody back. You know, we've considered um, schools are not counting um, this spring's SAP against them. So that's another shit show too, because generally when you run SAP for a year, you have to run it through the prior year and stuff like that. And so now like kids that have been good, uh, have been bad, are all of a sudden good. And it's just, it's just crazy. And then that's the other thing too, is that- How are they going to get money for next semester if they haven't met? Because, I mean, a lot of these kids are still getting re- federal grants and loans. Yep, it's it's just resetting everything, which is really shitty, too. Because so for another example is is student loans. So with the CARES Act, they suspended all student loan payments and requirements through September 30th of this year. 
So um, uh, it, everyone's been put in an automatic forbearance. Every servicer collecting anybody that's in default or was in default is no longer in default anymore. Wow. I didn't know all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so like all these, what we call C codes that come in on these FAFSAs when mm-hmm. people that used to have defaults on their FAFSAs are now coming back as clean FAFSAs because they're not in default anymore. And so that's another thing that we have to, you know, look out for is because, Oh shit. Well, once September 30th hits, these people are going to, go back in default or are they not going to go in default or what? You know, we don't know what's happening. Right. The that's just put a stop on everything. Yeah. That's like, like the mor- moratorium on mortgage and stuff. I wonder the same thing. Like, is there yeah. anything to protect these people when all of a sudden it just is over and it's just like, yeah, now, now we're back to normal. Just, so now you got to catch up. Yeah. So. Well, that's the other thing too, like delinquencies too with, the, with the student loans, they just stopped everything. So if you were like 60 days behind now, technically you're not, any days behind because wow. everything's in forbearance. So, but like, what when about it, qualifying for like FAFSA and oh, it's still the same, like that. Everything's just the but same. How, how, so. how can they say if a student qualifies or not based upon GPA if this semester kind of doesn't count? Is that's, it what, that's like, what we're saying. It's just everything got reset, man. Everybody. It's the, Get out the of jail, socialism, <laughs> socialism of, of schools now. <laughs> it's just everybody counts. It's crazy, it's crazy, man, because you brought up mortgages. And I was actually talking to a buddy of mine last night. And I told him, this is just me theorizing again. I told him, I said, they're not going to foreclose on homes like they did before. No. What I think they're going to do is take the automotive route. And they're going to def- they're going to defer these payments and put them on the back end of your loan. Yeah, and that's what they're doing with the student loans too. That's what I think they're going to do. Yeah. But they, they, the banks don't want these homes anymore. They don't want the headache. They don't want the burden. Yeah, they don't want what happened back in what was it, fourteen or fifteen? They don't. Well, actually, before that was two thousand eight, something like that. When was it? Yeah, two thousand eight. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they got burned bad, and they really just crawled out of the hole. I don't think they're going to foreclose on homes the way that they did before they were they thought they saw like a yellow brick road and a lot of money in foreclosing and taking people's homes and it turned into a shit show and it really turned into a major headache for the banks financially as well um because here they are you know half million dollar loan on a home and they're short selling it or or selling it as a foreclosure for 350 you know yeah. so it, i what i think is that they're going to defer, they're going to offer people the chance to defer and put these payments on the back end of their homes. That's what I think. I, I think that'll be best for America, personally, yeah. to do something like that, to protect these people and to help these people out that, that are living paycheck to paycheck or right there at it, you know, that are homeowners. I, I don't... If, if they start taking these homes back, it's going to be... I mean, you're probably looking at the end of time, the yeah. end of days. It's going to well, be bad. What was wild about it, because, you know, I, I have student loans and I pay on my student loans, is that, um, you know, Tiro was like, uh, hey, your student loan didn't come out. I was like, what the heck? And so I called them up, you know, and, and totally forgot that everything got put into automatic forbearance. Even people that had payments set up, like even me, that was paying regularly every month and everything like that, they just put everybody on forbearance. They didn't even, you know, you know, ask or anything like that. Just put everybody in forbearance. So when I had to call they, them up. When did they do that, Pierce? Um, 
Oh. The twenty, the, the it was effective on the the twentieth. I want to say. Gotcha. Uh, what's today? No, it was like effective two weeks ago. Damn. So like on a, on a Saturday, but yeah. So anyways, and so my payment was supposed to come out, didn't come out, and so I called them up, and she was like, "So let me get this straight." She goes, "You want to, you know, because I'm fortunate to still have my my job and and still you know." making money and everything like that. And she was like, so you don't want, she's like, you want to opt out of the the cares act? I was like, well, yeah. I was like, you know, because right now it's 0% interest on everything too. And so I was like, yeah, oh. I want to opt out of that. Cause I'm paying 0% interest on these student loans. Mm. I was like, everything's going to go to my principal, not to, mm. <laughs> not right, to interest. Right, right. So, you know, and I've, and I only had one payment to be caught up on interest for the year. And so, everything that I'm paying now up until September 30th is all going to my principal, which is yeah. dope. But what's shitty though, is that people that were like me, that were put in automatic forbearance. Um, I had to reset up all my payments again. So I had to give them all my bank information, everything like that. These, these people that were on the same payment plans as I was and were paying regularly every month, dude, they're going to forget that they had those payments, you know, set up and they, that will, they have to call back in and, and set the payments. And so, it's just going to go to a shit show, you know, come October, November, when all these people are going to find out they're delinquent on their loans because they didn't reset up their things. Holy shit. I'm going to be one of those people, Pierce. I got to <laughs> get on it. Oh my God. Issues, man. These are real world. These are not like, like things that you guys are, are, uh, are theory. These are real world issues that that's, that's going to happen. You, you yeah. know, it's going to happen. And, uh, and then we, I mean, it's crazy, man, because I think back all the time when we were doing a podcast and you guys invited me out and we were talking about the secret Trump voters. You remember that? Oh, Trump? dude, I'll never forget. You were my one friend that was completely 100% accurate about everything. And we all reflected on it later. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, how did he know? Like, you totally called it 100%. You definitely knew. I, it, it is, it's insane. So let me ask you this then. Then I definitely want to pick your brain. Actually, now that you, thanks for reminding me <laughs> of how accurate you were with that. <laughs> um, what do you think right now about uh, Biden and uh, how this com- upcoming election is going to go? What do, I'm just curious about your thoughts in general. I mean, Corona is going to play into this. Everything like there's a lot going on, and I'm I'm curious. First of all, let's start. Just start with Biden. Like, what do you think of Biden as the selection? Uh, I don't think. Biden is as sharp as he used to be. Um, I think everyone has, in the political realm, I think everyone has some skeletons in their closet. I'm not downplaying or making light of anything that he may have or have not done in the past. But I, I think, I think that uh, I, what I see happening right now is people are, they're what I call Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, in the sense that they are making it back into the conversation of lesser than two evils, lesser of two evils, sorry. That's what I think is happening right now. And everyone's playing right back into it. And I see people that like the Bernie supporters, uh, you know, basically they're saying they're not going to vote because it's Joe Biden. And I'm, I'm like, okay, so a no vote, you might as well go to the poll and vote for Trump. Yeah. You might as well literally walk to the polls, 
and check off Donald Trump to be your president. And after you're that last thing. him into another four years. Right. Exactly. And I think that's wrong. I think you have to start somewhere. I don't think you can change the White House or government all in one fell swoop when it's been the good old boy system since the beginning of time. So you have to start one person at a time. And if you started Joe Biden and you start to see some of these policies that people whine and, and complain they don't want government interference and things of this sort, you see some of these policies being implemented and you see they're not so bad, then you can start ushering in someone like an AOC to just add on to it. I don't think you're going to change everything about D.C. overnight. I will be voting for Joe Biden. He was not my candidate, per se, but I will be voting for Joe Biden, my candidate, and I don't mind saying it because I've always felt, too, if you don't like talking about who you're voting for, then that tells me that you know that it's wrong. (laughs) Think about it, man. Seriously, think about it. If you, you know, if people say, you say, you know, who who are you going to vote for? Uh, you know, I think that's rather personal. Well, there's probably Why? some people though that don't want to get have. I know my mom's like that. She never, she'll never talk about that stuff because that always had, reminds me of the uh, the Dave Chappelle stand up when he's talking about white people and not telling who they're voting for. He goes, <laughs> oh, yeah. white people will tell you. He was like, so anyways, I was fucking my wife in the ass, and yeah, but who are you gonna like? But who are you gonna vote for? It's like, whoa, whoa, Dave, Dave. Getting so personal here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, no. Some people you can kind of preface like, "Hey, I don't want to have a discussion about it." But like when I was in Colorado, obviously, I can remember playing basketball with guys, and like after Trump won, I remember guys saying, "My wife voted for Trump," and they were so proud of this at the gym. My wife voted for Trump, and she's one of the deplorables. And they, but before the elections, they weren't saying a word. I'm just I'm just kind of not a fan I'm kind of not a fan about not a fan of I I agree I'm not a fan of of not talking about I I wanted Elizabeth Warren I I really wanted Elizabeth Warren Um, that's the candidate that I was that I was hoping for just because she has a plan for everything uh, essentially, and it may not be perfection, but at least she has a plan. And I um, so I think, I think Biden. I don't think he, like I said, I don't think he's as sharp as he used to be, but I damn sure will be able to sleep finally a full eight hours at night without waking up having to look at a death toll or see who we're possibly going to war with, or you know him going out around the world, around the globe to try to find a war. Uh, so I definitely, I definitely will. And I think he'll have uh, a lot better team. I, I don't think Trump has a team. I think he just has people. Like, yeah. I don't know if you guys know, but the guy that's heading, heading up the pandemic response unit or whatever, the guy was a Labrador, uh, was a Labrador uh, breeder. Did you guys know that? <laughs> What? I'm dead no, serious, man. I didn't know that. <laughs> has no, has no health experience whatsoever. Has no, <laughs> Mike. I, Mike, I know you're the guy. Mike, look it up, Mike. <laughs> look it up, Mike. The guy that's heading up the pandemic response unit now was a Labradoodle breeder. <laughs> it's called what? Dallas Labradoodles. So, you talk about 
his cabinet being promoted, people being promoted to the highest level of incompetence. I think we're seeing it. So, yeah, I love Biden. Uh, and I, he wasn't my first choice, but I love him now. Now, damn sure. And a lot of people talk about his gas and things of that sort, but Biden, used, he has a speech impediment. And I don't know if that's playing into it, but he always, he's, he, Biden's always been a stutterer. And he talks about that when he was a child that he didn't even want to talk because of his, his, I feel issue. like, I feel like Trump will go crazy with that. He's but a- see, I think Biden will punch back and let's, let's be honest. After this, what, two days ago, there is not a damn thing that Biden can say that will ever equate to taking disinfectant UV rays. There were people that died from hydroxychloroquine. I don't know if you guys knew that there were people that died. There were people, I know there were uh, three people that died in Nigeria because they could get it over the counter after Donald Trump mentioned hydroxychloroquine and that it was an effective drug that people died from overdose. We had a couple here in Arizona. The guy died. Um, The wife, she was in critical care and then she got out of critical care and she said, I will never believe another word that comes out of that man's mouth again. What they did, they were drinking a, a fish tank cleaner yeah. that had hydroxychloroquine in it. They were taking it because of the hydroxychloroquine. People. In hopes of... That's what I'm saying. Like, So when people say you're taking, out of the con, taking it out of context, and these were Trump voters. This couple was, were Trump supporters. So when people say you're taking his that, words... Wait, hold on, you can't just blow past that. That right there, that is such an important point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean... Follow him to the ends of the like, earth. Literally drinking shit yeah. that will kill you. Yes, and these are these are his supporters, so I'm looking out for their supporters more than they're looking out for themselves. Dude, so, what are the odds that we could force Michelle Obama to run if enough of us... Just wrote her in. Not a snowball ch- chance in hell. She she's not going to do no it. No huh? She. I think the amount of racism that she saw that she'll Dude, never speak on. Thank you. And you know, their their um, their daughters, uh, the one that goes to the University of Michigan. I don't know which one it is. What up? What's up, pops? <laughs> he can't hear hey, you though. Hey, hey. Well, tell him his Raiders still shit. Tell he, John Gruden he's, is shit. he said to tell you that your Raiders are still shit. That John Gruden is still shit. Good. He knows. Next time it's going to be their quarterback that goes. That's what he said. I heard. I heard he's at Walmart looking for a quarterback now. John Gruden's <laughs> trash. Um, but there, I think uh, you know his one of his daughters goes to the University of Michigan. She's the first kid. She's the first child of the president. That after the presidency, they had to provide Secret Service protection because of the number of death threats that she received. I think, it, it, what's this kid's name? Sasha and Malia. So, I think Sasha is the one that goes to the University of Michigan. I may be wrong, but she actually has Secret Service protection right now. And that's unheard of. So, I, I don't think she'll ever run because of the shit she saw Barack go through. It'll be even worse with her. Yeah. It'll yeah. be even worse. Dude, I really think she could win by a landslide if she did, if she ran. I really do. I think we're ready for it. I really believe it. I, the problem is really she's not going to do it. I think she saw too much of what her husband went through. I agree. I, I, I think that soured her dreams and ambitions of becoming president. And I don't, 
and you know, it was crazy, man. The way they were able to really make Hillary Clinton look like the devil. I mean, that was all, it was almost genius, a sick genius. And I don't know if you guys remember, she was considered the lesser of two evils. And yeah, I remember that. Donald Trump said, what do you have to lose? You know, just a thousand things. But you saw all the, all of the, the silent Trump supporters are now out. I don't think they're silent Trump supporters any longer. Right. Um, but I, li- I think Biden's going to win. I do, because I think he's more central. I don't think Bernie stood a chance because he's what they, and people are so ignorant about the socialist about the socialist government. Yeah. Shit. Well, that so, was my guy. Bernie was my guy. I really wanted Yeah, to. I mean, I, I would have voted for... Look, man, I'll vote for anybody other than Trump. <laughs> I, I'm serious, man. I'll vote for a fucking pool guy before I vote for Trump. Well, that's what I, happened I, last election, remember? People that, again, didn't want the lesser of two evils and they voted independent for, was it, Gary... Was his name Gary Anderson? Is that what his name was? Uh, yeah, that's it, and, right? And Stein, Jill Stein. Yeah, they voted for them instead. You know, which again, those votes, you know, you know, only tallied up for for Trump more. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, and it's it's just insane, and people are still protecting this guy. They're still protecting this guy like oh you're taking it out of context he didn't mean it like that and who's who's saying what that? he really was trying to say because i don't i don't believe any of these people as soon as you're defending all this nonsense i mean it's clearly nonsense when the guy's talking to the press i mean this is clearly just a big shit show and it's been a shit show so it's, i don't i'm not listening to anybody that's like has anything to say about oh, it's going good we've got yeah no i'm not interested i can see with my own eyes there's no i'm not debating anybody about how the presidency is being handled right now it's fucking ridiculous and i think we all know it yeah he just talks he just so goes crazy his comments from two days ago they're saying that might be the no on the coffin but i don't think so no look at how no. much they let this guy off before that's what i'm saying yeah. if they're on his so. side then you're not changing their mind yeah it's, it's not gonna happen i i um i do know that they said they've had i know the michigan governor said that they had over 100 people call the governor's office asking if what Trump was claiming was true. I know um, physicians in New York were saying that they're treating patients in ED for taking fucking Clorox and something else. They're doing like Clorox enemas or whatever and having burns. I'm serious, having burns. Uh, they're treating them as burn patients because of people because of what Donald Trump said. So his words matter. And saying that you, you got, what, what, how old was the guy? 73, 74, saying that you're taking a 73-year-old man's words out of context. If he doesn't know how to speak at 73, then he <laughs> has no fucking business talking. Let's be honest. Like, I don't take my, my six-year-old, she knows not to not take her, I don't take her words out of context. <laughs> because she knows, she knows what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. So there's no way I'm giving him a pass for what he says and what he does. And now, you know, he's pouting and they're not going to hold White House press briefings anymore. And uh, (laughs) Mitch McConnell saying that uh, uh, he said that they need to let these states go bankrupt because, you know, a lot of these states are blue states. So you need to let them go bankrupt. And 
I like the way Cuomo hit back in the sense that he said, uh, we, he said, we pay, we're number one in, in taxes paid to the United States government. We're number yeah. one. <laughs> and he said, you're number two or number three on money received from the United States government. And he was talking about Kentucky. So he said, you have no leg to stand on. He said, I tell you, Cuomo actually said, I tell you what, just give us our money back and we'll, <laughs> we'll be fine. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. just stupid. Like, it's like, where is the human in these people? You know? But I, I think Biden's going to win. I think they're doing, they're trying to do a hell of a smear campaign. Um, but I just think people can't, it has to be like water off a duck's back. You, you can't, it can't penetrate the minds of the masses. I think Biden is a perfect central candidate and I don't give a shit. Well, with, how, vote him and, with how close it was last time too, I think it, it really matters whether people make that move to just go, ah, it doesn't matter. I'm not voting or, or whatever. Cause my candidate's not the one. I think that's going to make a yeah. huge impact if everybody's just like, look, whoever's not Trump, dude, we got to get them elected. That's, that's a great point. I also think, too, that a lot of people really, really felt like their vote wouldn't count because everyone figured that Hillary's going to win by landslide. So people figured, why go waste my time? She's going to win anyway. And everyone was dependent on everyone else to vote her into the White House. So, like, she lost Michigan by some 10,000 votes. You can't tell me that there were only that that there were ten thousand Democrats set on the couch that night that could have voted her into the White House. So situations and scenarios like that, I think everyone was relying on everyone else to vote her in. In the meantime, instead of communicating across the lines, Trump snuck in through the back door. I do think Trump had some out. He had some help. I I, I think he had some help. That's. For another show, I think Trump had. <laughs> I would almost bet that he had help. What out, makes you so out, sure? Outside foreign help, mm. there, there's no doubt. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think uh, Republican. There's a a uh, Republican-led group in the Senate that admitted just this week that there was Russian interference on Trump's behalf. So he he definitely had a large amount of help. Um, but if he gets reelected, I can go ahead and tell you now, um, we're leaving the country. You guys yeah. can have this. this Where are you going? Where are you going to go? Where's the move? Um, we talked about, well, we're talking about Canada. Actually, you know, what's funny is we were going to go to Panama, uh, before. So funny thing, we were going to go to Panama, uh, to go look at condos, um, uh, and, you know, look at buying because there's a great place for expats. And on the back end, we were going to be in New Orleans for three to four days on the back end of Mardi Gras. And last minute, the night before we were supposed to fly out, we canceled. Like, we kept putting it off for that long, like, debating whether to cancel or not. We canceled. And I was actually supposed to go to New Orleans two or three weeks before we went to Panama, just me, myself, and I. Um, and I didn't go because I have a relative there that was sick. And he said, you know, you don't have to come down, you know, blah, blah, blah. He said, you're coming down, you know, in several weeks when you get back from Panama, just stop and see me then. And we were going to be in Panama for Mardi Gras. 
So we dodged probably a couple of bullets. Um, and the fact that we didn't go to Panama, and I think Panama got his first case or several cases right around the time we were supposed to be in Panama. And then we were going to be in New Orleans Ooh. for, I think, four days on the back end during Mardi Gras. We were going to be there to close out Mardi Gras. Yeah, those are major and, bullets to, to dodge. Yeah, man, we've been self-isolating since then. We've been self-isolating, and that was back in, I think, February, uh, maybe beginning of March. We've been self-isolating. We've gone out to the grocery store, um, but like going into the malls and stuff like that, we haven't we haven't gone to playgrounds or anything like that. I'm I'm getting my pool ready because I'm like this will be a good break from just the iPads and everything else. So, yeah. um, but I I going back to that political thing. If he if he wins, bro. It, this this United States no longer needs us. No longer, we we were talking about Canada, Panama. Um, there's one other place that we were talking about. Uh, it, it evades me right now, but I would I would love to go to to Canada. It's a little bit colder, unfortunately, but <laughs> shit, they fucking live up there, <laughs> you know. So, um, and it's crazy too. If I can for a minute. There's a vaccination, bro, that they said it's not administered here in the United States. It's not given in the United States. Several countries, this vaccination is mandatory. And if I have the letters correct, Mike, you might be able to to help me out in looking it up. I think it's BCG, Bravo Charlie Golf. It's a vaccination for tuberculosis because, you know, tuberculosis attacks your respiratory system. Um, so it's a tuberculosis vaccination. The United States is one of the few countries that it's not administered. And why, considering the fact we had a major tuberculosis outbreak to the fact of having to have special hospitals, you know, very eerily similar, um, they don't administer or require it here. They require it in places like Canada. They've had significantly lower numbers of deaths in those places where that vaccination has been administered. Uh, well, where it's it's a it's a prerequisite. It's like getting vaccinations for schools. They give it to the kids, and it's not required here. Um, what are you talking about for tuber- tuberculosis, right? For tuberculosis, okay. yeah. And they said with the uh, coronavirus that people with that vaccination has really helped the survival rate. Is that right? Yeah. And they don't give it here in the United States. They don't administer that vaccination here. But people who have had it, they're they're able to observe now that there's a like a lower fatality rate or something like that, or yeah, lower fatality rate. Yeah, I think it's Bravo Charlie Golf. Mike, do you see it? Yeah, no, I'm looking at it on Wikipedia now. Yeah, yeah, it's a tuberculosis. So there's a place called Passport Health where you can go if you tell them where you're going, what country you're going to, you can get the vaccination. Uh huh. Vaccination that they they recommend. I called. They do not have that that uh, vaccine in the United States at all. I said, "So what happens if someone's going to a place where it's recommended?" And she said, "We don't have it in the United States for whatever reason or another. We don't we don't have it." Um, another interesting thing I read, and this is not encouraging anyone by any means to pick it up as a habit, bro. They're saying smokers 
are nine, like eight or nine times as likely to survive coronavirus. I, I actually, I had heard the opposite. I thought people who were no. smokers, the one Go thing ahead. I did see is I did see a, a, like a short little mini study type of thing come together where they were saying that people with asthma were not actually more at risk, but I didn't see the thing about smoking. I thought smoking for sure was linked with higher. Yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, they said smokers, uh, fewer smokers catch coronavirus and they're starting, they're doing, um, I'll send it to you afterwards, but they're giving out nicotine. They're doing nicotine trials, nicotine patch trials. Um, and they're saying something the nicotine prevents smokers from contracting coronavirus. I'm not wow. kidding. Go- you know, the, the, Google- the problem is with all this stuff is that they're learning in real time. So we don't have the time oh, to yeah. build like 10 years worth of studies to really understand. We're looking at like small trends and extrapolate, extrapolating to, to bigger ideas about it, but we really don't know. But that is very interesting. That is not one I had, I had seen yet about. You, you, know it's funny? you see it, Tony? Say it again. Do you see it? Do you what? see it with the nicotine? They're, they're conducting clinical trials now. Uh, and nicotine patches. Uh, no, I didn't see any of that yet. That's that's really interesting. Did you send it to me? Is that what you're? No, I'm I'm oh, gonna okay. send that to you now. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, but I was I was saying like when you were saying that some smokers are are uh, uh, surviving it. I was about to say it's probably all those fucking people just smoking non-filter Marlboro Reds, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing can survive in those lungs. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if they could, yeah, <laughs> if they're living smoking Marlboro Reds unfiltered, then they can probably survive Corona. <laughs> yeah. So, so this 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 article, and I'll send it to you. It says nicotine could prevent smokers from catching the coronavirus-born disease, COVID nineteen, according to new research in France. Uh, but the evidence they would be the ones one- to find it there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> France, yeah. <laughs> the guys uh, doing the studies are smoking as they're. <laughs> there is more serious if the patient does contract it. It is more serious, but they said the study suggests nicotine potentially blocks the virus from attaching to cells. Doctors had noticed a low number of smokers among the patients being treated for coronavirus which was not statistically proportionate. So they're conducting clinical trials and they've started blocking the cells of nicotine patches because they need them for the clinical trials. Wow. They said uh, out of 480 patients treated in one hospital uh, with the virus, they established that only 5% were smokers, lower than the 35% rate seen in the country. If approval to continue the research is given, they plan to ask health workers to wear nicotine patches in order to monitor monitor infection rates. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So it could. It's you know, like you said, man. This stuff is is really intriguing to me. You guys know how I am in research and all this other stuff. But it says in China, around twenty percent of the population is smokers. But the research showed just twelve percent of one thousand people infected in China were smokers. Wow. That's, that's wrong. This is wrong. When I was in China, everybody smoked, bro. <laughs> like because that's what, that's how I feel about Europe, Mike. When I was dude, in, I felt like everybody smoked China. everybody smoked in China, like because it's it's cheap too. They're talking about like a carton of cigarettes, a carton of cigarettes was like five dollars. Like a carton, a whole right. carton. 
What so the like everybody's out there smoking. Dude, every when we went to the airport, like even the in China airport, all those um what are the the duty free stations? Yeah. People buying boxes and cartons of fucking cigarettes well, in the airport, dude. You've got to get them hooked first because Chinese, I feel like smoking is something that's relatively new to China. So you got to get them hooked first and then you mark them up. I, when I was somewhere and I happened to look behind the counter and I swear cigarettes were like $10, $11 a pack. <laughs> Probably in New York, I, dude. But the, no, no, it was somewhere. I feel like it might have been here. And there's only certain brands that were marked up. <laughs> yeah, only certain brands, I guess the popular brands, so to speak. Um, but yeah, they said 26% of the population are smokers. But just 12.6% of the of 1,000 people infected in China were smokers. Their numbers are all jacked up over there. Because I was reading like last week how they were saying like something ridiculous. Like in one day, there was no new cases of coronavirus in all of China. In all of China. They, they definitely lied. They definitely <laughs> I, I think, You think? Uh, I, I think they kept... I think they, they really enforced staying at home. And, and uh, isn't it crazy just to think if once we had our first case here in the United States, if Trump would have said, okay, guys, we're going to shut everything down for two weeks, 14 days, we're not letting any planes in, we're shutting it, to think we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't be where we are with 50,000 plus deaths today. That's what we were talking about, me and uh, uh, Jose, we were talking about that, like, Dude, like everywhere else, when when like their governments like we're going on lockdown, we got to nip this shit in the butt. They're like, okay, yeah, cool, yeah. But yeah. We, we we entitled, we entitled yeah. out here. We're like, no, nah, we're yeah. free, we're a free country. I'm like, well, so is like France and Europe and Spain and Italy. They're all free too, but they're listening, you know. But we're like, I, I sent him a screenshot because I had seen some uh, video, and it was like there's those protesters. And those protesters like holding up sign. We need haircuts. We need haircuts. We need. Bro, hey, like, by the way, fuck? let me show you real quick. Corona cut, bro. Oh what? no. <laughs> yeah. Mike says that when I cut my uh, shave my hair, I look like I have cancer. Who cut your hair, man? I, I did <laughs> himself. You don't have boots on with red laces. <laughs> what? No. Tell him, tell him what I said about you, Tony. He, said that I, he says that I look sick when I shave my head. Like I've got some sort of uh, illness. <laughs> terminal gonna... disease. Yeah. Tony no, looks like he's like, to, to, I want to call him Tony Terminal. Terminal Tony. <laughs> no, you look like uh, you look like the guy in the movie Michael Rappaport in Higher, what was it, Higher Learning? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that, Tony? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm going to pull it up and look at it right now. <laughs> look at it. Look at it. <laughs> look when he cut his hair off see. in that movie. Dang, he's gotten old too. I got to find a. Yeah, he's gotten. Yeah, but it's just amazing, Mike. You're you're 100 right, man. If we just said the very beginning, like, okay, we're going on lockdown. Would you rather give up two weeks or would you rather give up fucking six months? Right. Fifty thousand deaths. Like. It's just crazy to think, and it's an open-ended question because, I mean, well, I'm sure we all know, but this is a question that you, what would Obama do? You know what I mean? Like, do you feel like we would be at this point if we had a different, <laughs> if we were 
this a serious question? Is this, of course, dude. I, I'm I'm completely with you, dude. Like I think, God, I wish he could run in a, another term. I, he was the best fucking president. And I said that before. I still think yeah. he's the greatest president in history. He's he's amazing. Um, and it's, can, he, can he be oh, VP? Can he be VP still? Right. I don't know, Mike. Dude. You should know that. That's being your factoids, Mike. I think he can. Yeah, I think he can. A, we looked this up before, right? I think yeah, we were talking about on the podcast. Yeah. Yep. He could be VP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me ask you guys a question. This is just wishful thinking like a mother. <laughs> Running under with what Biden. What would you do? Because you know Joe Biden is supposed to announce, I think, within the next week and a half, who his VP pick is. Right. He's choosing a girl, by the way. Did he He's say choosing that the- a girl, but what if, what if he comes out and he says, I know I said I was choosing a woman, but things have changed, and my VP pick is Barack Obama. Dude, I the told, world to go wild. I told Maya I would cry like when Trump he got elected. Would lose his motherfucking shit. <laughs> Trump would yeah. <laughs> Trump would lose his shit. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, I, I I wish that someone would make a a movie just so I can watch the shit. Just so, <laughs> just so I can, so I can at least see it played <laughs> out on television. <laughs> Yeah. As, I, as I would dream it, dream it to happen. <laughs> oh man, I wish, brother. I do wish. So, and speaking, Mike, you said that he's going to pick a woman. I know he said he's going to pick a woman. Who do you think it's going to be? And you too, Tony. Who do you think it's going to be? Harris, Kamala Harris. Okay, Tulsi yeah. Gabbard. Who, who, <laughs> who do you think, Tony? I said Tulsi Gabbard. He won't. There's no way in hell. She's not doing oh. it. I just, I was sad <laughs> when she dropped out. In sheep clothing. Is that what you think? <laughs> I don't know about that. Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard's awful, bro. Tulsi Gabbard's bad. Not to look at. She's not, bro. <laughs> no, she Yes, she is. Have you ever seen her without makeup? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. She's a surfer, bro. You should see her. And all she has to rely on is her military service. Every every question they ask is she goes, she defaults back to her service. Um, so we know he's not going to pick Tulsi Gabbard. No, do I don't think, know. Uh, I don't know, man. What do you think? I don't know. I've got a I've got a wild card. <laughs> I think he's going to pick Susan Rice. Huh? He was the national security advisor for. President Obama. Yeah. I think he's going to pick Susan. No one has mentioned Susan Rice. I think he's going to pick Susan Rice. When you talk about experience, who who tops that? Yeah. She was security advisor. Like, who who top? And she doesn't mind speaking her mind. She doesn't bite her tongue. Um, that's the one I, I, that I think. But, Mike, I, at first I was thinking Kamala Harris. I think he's going to pick Susan. I think if Susan Rice will agree to, I think he'll pick Susan Rice. Um, they asked Kamala Harris this morning if she was being vetted, and she wouldn't answer. She really shied away from it. <laughs> she shied away from it. I, they asked her on the news this morning. But so, what would you, what would you, what would I, you think about uh, Elizabeth Warren? What if he picks her? I'd love it, but it won't happen. And I don't think she has. Do you think? She, do you think she's less likely than? Rice? Oh yeah, hell yeah. Really? For some reason, for some reason, 
for some reason, white women hate Elizabeth Warren. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know. And the Bernie, the Bernie supporters don't like Warren. They don't like Warren. So I think it's a double-edged war where if you pick someone from the outside, not Warren, not Bernie, uh, not any of the other candidates that were in the running for whatever reason, if you pick someone from the outside, you have a less chance of alienating. What are the Bernie bros going to say about Susan Rice? Elizabeth Warren, you know, a lot of people don't like her. And it, it's crazy how they play up the fact that she thought she was Native American. And I just, I sympathize with that because for so long, I thought that I had a percentage of Native American in, my, in me. I just knew it. There was no other way. You couldn't convince me otherwise um, that I didn't until I took the DNA test. And I had zero percent, <laughs> less than one percent Native American. But I'd grown up being told that I had Native American in, in my family. And what it was, it actually turned out to be white. <laughs> we got some additional guests there. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, I sympathize with her saying that she thought she had Native American. But I think uh, I know Bernie supporters, some female Bernie supporters, and I have never asked them, but they do not like Warren. They don't like Harris. I don't know who they like, but they don't like Warren. They don't like Harris. So I think, are you going to lose a certain percentage? of Bernie voters and every vote's going to count. I would like to think everybody's aware enough at this point and sees the detriment that's already been done and the fact that we all got caught with our pants down last time. I'm hoping that we, those of us who have our own candidates in mind all just sort of band together and go, yeah, dude, it's crucial. We all got to vote and we all got to vote for whoever the, the candidate is. Biden, that's who it's going to be. The Bernie, Bernie, the Bernie voters are hardcore. They're hardcore. I wanted Bernie last last election. I wanted Bernie. That's who I donated to. That I was who I wanted. When it became Hillary, I said I'm going to vote for her. I did. Uh, this time around, I felt like something was missing with Bernie. I don't know what it was. I couldn't put my finger on it. I felt like something was mi- like almost like the hunger was missing. I mean, how old Bernie. is he? He's pretty old, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it takes a lot out of you. So. And I think Joe just sat back because he actually was extremely relaxed knowing that it was his and just waited for everything to shake out. But I, I donated a shit ton to Elizabeth Warren. That's who I, cause I just felt like instead of just saying, Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And you know, Trump saying, Oh, I'm going to have a health plan and we're going to have the best health plan. It hasn't done shit. Whereas she has actually put plans on the table. That you that are tangible in a way that it can be done. And she came from education, which is my hot button. That is my hot. I feel like education will alleviate a lot of America's problems. I yeah. really. That's true of any society, man. Poverty, yeah, from from poverty to crime, and I and I tell people all the time, and people, some people can't see it, but I, I'm like. If you told inner city kids that there was a light at the end of the tunnel being college, that all you have to do is have the grades to test scores through high school. And the money's there. And you're going to go to college for free. 
I guarantee you, you would almost instantly reduce crime by 50% because these kids see a way out. These kids are ruthless and, and heartless because they don't see a way out. They don't see a path out. So it's like, fuck the world. But if these kids know, hey, you can go to college as well. You don't have to be president. That's all pipe dreams and bullshit. You don't have to be president of the United States, but you can go to college. All you have to do are have the grades and the test scores along the way. And you will go to college. You can't, these kids aren't, aren't, not college isn't even brought up. Like, I feel like a lot of real world issues aren't brought up in school. A lot. And this is not a knock on it, but I feel like school needs to be modernized. Like, 100% agree. Yeah, where, where I came from, where I came from, I think the closest thing I got taught to finances is how to balance a checkbook. No one ever, did, we never had a class on credit. We never had a class on credit impact. We never had a class on, um, you know, in terms of bank accounts, different types of accounts, things that's like, you know, everyone knew checking and savings. You know what I mean? No one knew CDs and mutual funds. And it doesn't have to be in depth. These are like basic entry-level banking things that can be taught to these kids, like especially credit, man. People don't realize these kids, I, I, you know, a revelation. I don't think I saw my credit report until I was like 26, 27 years old. You know what I'm saying? So, and I came from, I came from the bottom. I don't think I saw, but I didn't know the severity, didn't know the impact didn't know the effect on overall life. Like I had been taught about fucking Christopher Columbus. You know, so if you can replace Christopher Columbus with my three-digit credit score and how this affects me as a human being walking the face of the earth in the United States of America, I'd much rather have that than a fucking class on Christopher Columbus for the next three months. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean... yeah, I'm right? I'm I'm with you, man, and I I think I'm, I wouldn't replace Columbus. I think he still is part of history that we should learn about, but we should learn accurately how he fit into that picture and where you know what his role was. Uh, and there were many other like him too. I mean, it was the, the whole thing. But I feel that way about education, man. I feel like it's one of those things where we're just so stuck in the structure that we've established. So it's very hard because I feel like it, it just needs a complete makeover, man, like a complete revolution of not everything from not not simply what we're teaching and like the fact like real life skills, but how we're doing it. Um, I mean, the best learning, a lot of the new stuff that is coming out is that the best learning happens when it's self-directed by students, when they can go down a path that they're passionate and excited about. Um, and I'm, I'm a big fan of general education and having basic stuff there, but I feel like so many people it's like forcing people into this mold and there's a lot of people that don't fit into it and so this idea that it's a universally applicable system is is horseshit it's not some people excel in it and a lot of people just don't fit and i feel like if we had a whole different structure where from a younger age kids could kind of direct their learning more on like where they want to go what do they want to do with their life and it doesn't mean they have to have it figured out in the beginning but you can have different tracks where right now i mean everything down to the the structure of our classrooms you know most of our classrooms are still you know they're all in order in lines looking up at the very important teacher who's doing all the talking and is the holder of all the knowledge like the whole thing man i just feel like the whole thing needs 
needs a complete uh, renovation, but how do you do that? It's such a firmly established. Uh, well, here's the problem. It all goes back to the first question they ask, who's going to pay for it? Everyone wants to know who's going to pay for it. But again, you can find money to fucking bomb Iran. You know what I mean? So who's going to pay for it? I feel like education is a long-term investment on behalf of the United States because it's, it's, it's going to take years to see the effects of your initial investment as, as a country into what you're putting into education. You're not gonna, it's not going to be an instant gratification investment. It's going to be probably 20 years before you see the effects of the money that was poured into education or that should be poured into education. Because then you'll have generations at that point in time that have made it through the collegiate cycle. Just, just my, my, so you, you see less crime, you see less poverty. These people make more, have higher incomes. They put more money into their local economies. You know, things of that sort that you won't see instantly, but you will see it when you cycle through at least a generation. And so I... I I think it all resorts back to the first thing people ask is how we pay for it. But nobody asked that when, you know, we're going to go kill somebody over in Iran. You know, we just used a drone that cost $35 million to fly and, you know, another $5 million bomb. Nobody asked how we're going to pay for it. It's, that's never been asked about a war. How are we going to pay for it? Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, like... um how you were saying like the education system, it's, it's literally been the same since the very, very beginning <laughs> sitting in a classroom. Like you said, yeah. Tony in a row, looking up at the teacher, you know, mm -hmm. and that's still today sitting in a classroom, looking in a row up in the teacher. Now, can you imagine if we did everything else the same as we did back then? Imagine a war that we America never advanced in our wartime efforts. And we just like stood in a line and waited for, someone to engage us and then just ran towards them with muskets and fucking <laughs> drums. Yeah. Like, can you imagine that? Like, you know, everything else in our world has evolved, you know, cars, technology, everything has evolved yeah. except the classroom style setting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> everything is involved. Everything. That, that's funny that you say that because I'm a staunch believer an advocate for updating the Constitution. I oh, am that's extreme. On updating the Constitution. I, I think that to hold that piece of paper from fucking 200 years ago and say this, this paper still applies to the life and times of an American today, I think it's bullshit. <laughs> I think it's bullshit. You know, so because you want other things around you to evolve, like, for instance, you know, taking the Second Amendment, and it's just it's because it's the easiest to take. <laughs> You're talking about an amendment that was written when there were fucking musket mines where the first line would stand on, <laughs> would go down on a knee and fire. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Reloading, then the second line would shoot, and then they would go down on a knee, and then the third line would shoot, would fire, and then it would just repeat back. Follow, flow back to the first line because you could only fire one at a time. <laughs> so you want to tell me that a, an amendment that was written for that type of weaponry is okay for in today's time 
when you have weapons that can shoot 60 rounds in 30 seconds. You know, you want to tell me that 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 law should be is okay. It's just baffling to me when we and if you don't even want to talk about guns when applying the Second Amendment, Second Amendment was created because we didn't have law enforcement. Everyone was for themselves. So, like, all these things should be adjusted, updated. Like, I think the cons, I'm, I don't know if there's a party out there. I don't know if there's a group or an organization, but I'm all about, I don't care who it is. When I hear them talking about the Constitution, I'm just really kind of disappointed. No one, no one has the balls to ever say the Constitution should be updated. And it should. It should be because it doesn't apply to everybody. It wasn't written. <clears throat> Where it gets tricky, though, is the process how do you how do you go about doing that and who's involved in that and how do you know what i mean like that seems like a lot to try and f- figure out they would never touch it. yeah you but if you were be, let's you say we were be, huh? let's say we were let's say we were given this weird opportunity we got a wish got a genie or something and we could actually rewrite the constitution like how would we how would we go about doing doing that i think it's easy i think it's easy. i think that's 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 a good i think it's very easy when you go to court and you have a jury, they say you're, you're judged among, by your peers, right? So what you do, you have, and, and I'm just going to say it's this easy, you have a round table of peers. And it, and it could be, you have to be willing to compromise. And right now, nobody's willing to compromise because it's been divide and conquer. And he's done an excellent job at it. But you have a group of peers, a group in, from all walks of life. And it could be, you're going to have voices from all walks of life. It doesn't have to be a million people, but you could have a hundred people. A hundred people and you have a, a, an actual discussion about the Constitution and its amendments and things like the Second Amendment, you know, and things, how they should be updated to reflect today's times. Um, I think, I think if it, if it, it's a long shot and it's, and it's a, you know, likelihood of it happens is never because the first thing people default back to is, oh, that's why we have the amendment process. But when is the last time there's actually been an amendment? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not like you have an annual review. But you will have an annual review on your job, though. <laughs> you know, so thing with, I think you have a pool of people that, you know, inner city people, wealthy people, true middle class people. And you have you have discussions. I think you have open discussions on when this was created, why it was created, how it should be adjusted to reflect today's times, because it doesn't it doesn't reflect today's times yeah that that's just my personal opinion and anybody that'll listen i always tell them that it does not it does not reflect today's time i agree and i think there's a lot of stuff like that including education i think the problem is really just how do you something that's so deeply established and so deeply rooted and has evolved with us as a culture and as a people how do you i mean not even the specific one of the constitution but how do you undo these like systems that are in place that are so deeply rooted. It's one thing to like, you know, 
make changes to it or to gradually shift it in a direction or something. But it's a whole nother thing when you're like looking at it and going, man, this whole thing doesn't even make sense anymore. Like based on what we have today, what our society looks like, what everything looks like, it just doesn't make sense anymore. How do you navigate like making those changes? Because I, I, I see what you're saying, but I, I just imagine everybody just arguing their faces off and like having this like deep polarization that's characteristic of our country, you know, right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, the biggest thing that people are afraid of is what change. So that's why we're stuck with the things that we have today because Familiar. people don't want, people don't want to change. And I think like the education thing, I think it's even deeper than that. I think with the education thing, people don't want equality. You have people that are able to control it and control the purse strings and they don't want equality because yeah. they know with education comes equality. You, it's inevitable. Oh, it's no you accident that our system is set up the way it is. It's for sure. I mean, this yeah. The, there's a desired and, outcome. And it's not just it's not just about minorities. It's this is whites, blacks, browns, yellows. It's educate with education comes equality. And as long as you can keep people uneducated, like there is no way in Sam Hill Hill you should have a Republican in a shack holding a Bible, fucking dilap- damn near dilapidated home with a Trump flag in the front yard. There is nothing remotely similar about that situation and Donald Trump that he could ever, ever begin to relate to other than the fact he may want the land. So for it, the only time you'll inter- interact with him is through eminent domain and seeing him in court. But there is, you have no similarities other than you might have the same skin color. So it's just crazy to me how these people have been bamboozled and, and brainwashed along the way to believe that they're walking amongst their peers when they vote for Donald Trump and support somebody like a Donald Trump who takes a shit on a gold toilet. You know what I mean? That's, that's just crazy to me. While you, have, you still have people in Mississippi using outhouses. So, yeah. Yeah. But they vote for Trump. But they vote for Trump. It doesn't make any sense to me at all, man. None. Yeah, I've always thought about, you know, you always talk about the court system and the the jury of your peers. Um, I've always thought about, like, what if you didn't see the accused? What if the accused was never shown as a person and all you had to rely on was facts? Wow, that's some deep shit right there. Like, what would what would the turnout be? Based upon name and facts, maybe not even name, bro. Yeah, with names, some of the names you can basically yeah. identify. Defend it. What about just defend yeah. it? And what if you never saw that person? What would the outcomes be? Damn, I have right. never. Damn, in my indeed. Life <laughs> question, man. Yeah, that's a good one, Pierce. That would. That's fair. That's the most fair. Right. Well, because we're human beings and, and how much we understand about psychology and how our brains work, yeah. we classify yeah. shit where we automatically do these stereo, we have stereotypes and all these preconceptions. It's just the way the human brain is wired based on our evolution. So you're yep. so right. And it's so funny that like for me, we're, me, I'm sitting here with Tyson. We're like, wow, that's crazy. It's like, why aren't we doing it that way? How does yeah, right? it make any sense <laughs> to allow all this human bias into the picture as yeah. part of the well, system? Not only that, not only that. Going back to your point, Mike, and what you're saying, what is the fucking emblem of the judicial system? 
the the balance, the weight, the lady. Yeah. Oh yeah, the lady. Yeah. Blindfolded. Yeah. With the balance, well, with the balance of weight. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Just rocked our brains. What they call Lady Justice? What's what's her name? Lady Justice? What? It, I think that's what it is. Is that, that the nickname for her or whatever? Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. She's blind. But Justice is not blind. Yeah, her, wow. her attributes are a blindfold, <laughs> a balance, and a sword. What's the sword for? I just blew you guys. You got a regular right now. Look, look at both of you. <laughs> you really did, man. Because it makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Because we're just because we're so susceptible to those things as humans. Yeah. And the fact that we're like, well, yeah, you have a, a jury of your peers, and it's almost like, man how could we make this truly like take that stuff out of it? It's like, if you know nothing about the person other than the facts associated with the crime, surely there's going to be situations though where it's going to get real hairy because you're going to like, you know what I mean? One thing's tied to another, like a racial killing, for example, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Or the, the, but still, even in that situation, you don't tell what race is what race. <laughs> unless they're testifying. And even in that case, most of them don't. Most defendants do not testify on their own behalf. They're advised not to. I'm pretty sure. I think it's a very small percentage. Why? Why do you need to see the defendant? It's <laughs> a great it's point, Mike. Fun. Let's see if we can get some uh, traction on this, Pierce. Uh, where do we start? <laughs> like that? Crazy. That's crazy. I'm gonna run for local Aurora office, Mike Pierce Justice. I'm so voting this for you. Stuff to get people killed because they don't want no, but they don't want. That's again, you're talking about change, yeah. And people, and now looking back, man, in terms of high in hindsight, I'm surprised President Obama won on the platform of change because people do not like change, man. Yeah. And you cannot. I gotta ask you guys this because we haven't talked since. How do you guys feel like a President Obama supporter? I don't buy it for one second. A President Obama supporter voted for Donald Trump. No. Like a, you're talking about this fictional thing that we keep hearing about or whatever. It's not fictional. Well, well, they, they say it's not fictional. Right. Because they've been people on television. Yeah, I voted for President Obama twice and voted for Donald Trump in this election. I mean, I can't imagine. I'm sure that it exists that there's people like that, but I can't imagine it's this big thing for obvious reasons. I mean, maybe it was just the people that were just, that technically voted for him, but I don't know, man. There's a lot of dumbass people. I'm just saying <laughs> that I could totally see just people that are just like, yeah, whatever. I got Obama. Ah, Trump doesn't fucking matter. I don't care. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's so many people that that happens, but I wouldn't think it's a real thing. I mean, I can't imagine. If you're a true supporter of Obama and what he stands for, his administration, what he did as president, what he did as senator, what he's done his whole life, he started as an activist. Yeah. Like, like I don't, I don't know how you go from that to like, well, I'm going for Trump. Like, I don't, I'm, I can't make that. Yeah, there's some battleground states that actually happened and possibly uh, made a difference. Yeah, huh. that's weird. Wow, Mike, you got me on that justice thing, and that is. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've never thought about it that way, but and the thing is it's not far fetched. Yeah. It makes sense. 
like the constitution thing would take a lot of opening people's minds, which would never happen. You couldn't get enough, especially when you're talking about, could you imagine trying to get someone like a Mitch McConnell on board with the constitution? Like these, these people are extremely closed minded and we'll never see advance. Um, but that just well, they see an advance of personal interest. <laughs> that's what the, yeah, that's really exactly the, exactly that. But that the the jury that's amazing. <laughs> but because it makes so much sense, it's the wrong decision. Well, and Lady Justice is blindfolded. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a key part. Well, cool, man. Yeah, this has been fun, Pierce. It's been. Uh, yeah. I'm glad I haven't seen you forever, Tyson. Nice to actually see you. Got to do more podcasts so I can talk to you. I hate. I look less than human. Uh, well, this is Audi. We're only capturing. Are you recording this, by the way, Pierce? Did you record this? No, I haven't recorded. No. Okay, but we can. Hey, let me tell you something too. Um, get your kids in the stock market. If you can't right you put now, them up for sale. I'm still, with, I'm you want me to sell my kid on the stock market? <laughs> Sounds no, good to get me. Get him into the stock market. <laughs> if you can right now, get them into the stock market. I'm serious. No, it doesn't have to be like a shit ton of money. Get them into the stock market. Get them some stocks they can sit on. Oh, okay. Like oh, five gotcha. to ten they can sit on. Just so they can see. Because this is, um, unfortunately, this is a... a Good time to introduce someone to the stock market. Yeah, yeah. Get them into this. This is uh, like I said, nothing crazy. You only go Warren Buffett, but just <laughs> a ten share and let, let them sit. Um, like some of the airlines. With my luck, Jaden would just hit like huge. You know, <laughs> like, now I'm the fucking boss now. <laughs> but you know what? But you know what? With Jaden, man, can't you see Jaden really diving into that shit heavy once he has the concept of it down? He's a big reason why I rethink about education all the time because he's a super, super bright dude, but he's one of the guys that just doesn't fit into that box. So, yeah, I mean, if he's passionate about something, oh, yeah. If he had no interest in it, though, forget it. It's not he's not going to do anything with it. Yeah. ask Ask him out of all the products that he uses as a teenager, if he could own a part of one. What would it be? Okay. If he could own a part of company, one of the, it could be, you know, anything. Let, text me, Tony, and let me know what he said. I want to know myself. I want to know what you think, Dollar. What do you think he would say? Uh, well, I mean, I'd have to do some research. Who's uh, uh, these video games like CSGO? Who owns all that stuff? Let's see. What's CSGO? Oh, you, you don't know what that is, Pierce? Um, I, I don't either. I, That's what I'm saying. That's why I said I wanted you to tell really? me what he said. <laughs> really? Yeah. Maybe, okay. It's a video game. It's a first-person shooter. Uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive is the name of the game. Wow, you guys really don't know. I always feel like... Wow, that's crazy. I'm, I may be more of a video game expert now than, than you, Pierce, or any of you guys, simply based on the fact that I work with middle school kids all the time. So I know yeah, all these... probably. All these, <laughs> uh, parent company. Counter-Strike Global Offensive Sounds like some straight up technical military <laughs> shit. That's real. exactly. I'm like, this game was just real life. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> He's controlling guerrilla armies really well, that's, Syria that's, and Turkey and all that stuff. Doesn't that sound like we have we have initiated Counter Strike Global Offensive? <laughs> that, yeah. 
I have never even heard of this in my life. Valve Hidden Path Entertainment. So that would be my guess. He's super into that. <laughs> um, or a computer stuff. It'd be some kind of computer company. Um, he's really into that stuff too, but we'll see. Yeah, we haven't talked. Tyson, I, we, we, dude, you know, my son, is he's talked about military stuff since the time he was little. Like, It's like the driving force in him. His goal is to he wants to be a Marine sniper. And that's what he wants to do with his life. And he's been really, yeah, man. It's uh, it's you know me, bro. Well, you it's, talk about it's a weird bed, spot, man. huh? Good luck, bro. I've yeah. been working on it for eleven years now. So, <laughs> and you know what I mean. Like as soon as he could start talking about what he wanted to do, it was military. I don't mind the military thing, man. But I'll tell any and every kid if you ever need someone to talk. I'll tell any and every kid the military is. The Marine would be the last place. I, I wouldn't even let my kid go to the Marine. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't Marines, but the I remember hearing... When they're 18, you can't do anything about it, though. So, right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember hearing Marines, and I remember the drill sergeant yelling at those Marines. We call them jarheads. Um, but they were yelling, we don't pay you to think. Oh, I know. Man. He knows. He knows what it's all about because him and my dad are talking about. Because my dad was a Navy guy, and so he talks about. He talks to military people. I've hooked him up with so many of my friends. He spends a lot of time with Lacey, and just so he can know what he's getting into. But the deeper he yeah. gets, the more he excited he gets. Man, he just really. It, it's because we had a heart to heart not too long ago. I've talked to Pierce about this. I've told some people, but like, because we were butting heads a lot and he was struggling with school and we were having a lot of issues and I really couldn't figure out what it was. And so finally one day I just told him, man, I was like, you need to be straight with me. Like what you say you want to do is not lining up with what you're doing. And then what he basically responded with was like, here's what I want to do. This is what y'all want me to do. This is what mama wants me to do. This is what you want me to do. But what I want to do, this is what it looks like. And so then from that day on, I said, all right, man, I want to help you get wherever it is that you really want to go. I, I'm not going to run your life. I'm not going to tell you what to do. There's no shortage of you know me sharing my information, my opinions about these things and military and what he's doing and everything. But uh, since then, things turned around, man. Like as soon as I accepted the fact like he does not want to go to college. That's like a really big thing for him. And he felt like we were just pushing it down his throat and that kind of thing. And as soon as I, I started like listening to what he wanted for his life and trying to support him with that, instead of thinking so much about what I think is best. And he's, you know, that attitude of like, ah, he can't see it. He's too young and that kind of stuff. As soon as I started pushing that stuff aside, seeing a total change, he re he engaged more than ever. We're getting positive, you know, feedback from parent teacher conferences. His grades are going up like everything because now he's like, this is what I want to do. It's out in the open. I'm not trying to please what you guys want. So it's interesting. It's interesting, man. Being a parent. I, I think you should, uh, I think you should definitely, I'm not, telling you anybody how to parent the child but i think you should definitely um say okay we're gonna compromise we gotta compromise like i'll give you military but you gotta give me another branch i i because <laughs> because because i think a lot of a lot of people think that it lines up with the video game and it does not well, that's a big. That's why I've been hooking him up with so many people because I don't want him falling into this thing that so many American kids fall into. That's this glorification of war, and they, you know, these. It's just a. It's literally a video game when you're playing it, but it's nothing like real life, and so that's why it, it, it's nothing when you get a call at three o'clock in the morning and you're told you have th half an hour to to be on this plane and you're landing in a fucking swamp or in a hundred and twenty five degree heat. 
Dude, I've had these. I have these conversations up. with him. Like right now, I could picture his face. He's just he starts getting that grin on his face, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes." yes. My, exactly. My, my uncle, an officer was an officer in the Marine Corps. Um, if you, I don't know how many Marines you guys have direct contact with, but if you have, he would be more than willing. Yeah, he oh, works yeah. up in. The, I think his wife is CIA. She works for. Some service that I've never heard of, but yes, bro, connect he's in me. Connect me if you wouldn't mind. He's an officer, and I'll, I'll definitely, definitely. I just, if I, if my kid came and said, "Hey, I want to do the military," that's fine. I'm going to tell you we're going to start with the Air Force because I look at it in the branches and I cut it. I, I, I differentiate them like this: the Air Force is going to use you for your brain. I feel like the Army. It's going to be a good 50-50 mix of brain and body. The Marine Corps, and I'm not including the Navy, um, but the Marine Corps, they want you specifically and solely for your body. You are not, you're almost less than human for an extended amount of time. So, and they have these specialties in every single branch, but the one you hear about, because like you said, it's glorified are the Marines, but you have these same specialties in the Army. You have them in the Air Force. You have them in the Navy. You have he's them an across expert. the board. He's a damn expert on all of them, man, in every branch. He's yeah. so deep in all this stuff. Like he, He's really into it, and Marines is – because he, he, he didn't really decide in on Marines for a long time. He always talked about military in general, and he would talk about Air Force. He talked about Army for a while. Um, but over time, it really just became Marines, like Marines, Marines, Marines. I think he should be open. I think you should say, okay – we're just going to have a conversation with each branch. Like I'm not telling you That's what not a to bad do, idea. but I think you should have, um, like, but I think I want you to have a conversation with each and every branch. We're going to sit down. We're going to hear them out and then you make your decision, but you have, you don't know what you're missing because you don't know what you're missing. So I think you should be there. You don't weigh in. Cause I did that with my nephew. I just sat back. I said, okay, you're going to go talk. I'm just going to sit back because if I hear bullshit, I'm going to call it out. That's the, I'm, I'm, I just was strictly there as the bullshit detector. I didn't want you telling my nephew, oh, yeah, you, you, you know, you're going to be on top of the Eiffel Tower with the scope, you know, looking to, to snipe, uh, you know, the head of Iran, you know, and, and it's glorified and, I didn't, I didn't want that type of bullshit to be fed because if you're not around, those recruiters, you got to remember, they're, they're military salesmen. Oh, yeah. They're hell. So I, that would be my being, you know, I'm former military. That would be my recommendation to anyone. I really, I really condone going the military route. I mean, 100%. But I think you should really think about after the military, life after the military. He has. And he has. He has a plan. His retirement plan for the military. He wants to become a cop. Really? Dead serious, man. <laughs> really? You should talk to him. I'd, I'd, I'd love to have him talk to you. You might be surprised. Like the dude is. He's. It's weird, man. It's weird for me. It's taking me a long time to get my head around all this shit. Trust so, me. So I, I can tell you. 
Uh, and, and again, but like if he wants to be like they have, like in for instance in the Air Force, I was just my one of my buddies out here. He was an SP and he was um, SWAT, but he was Air Force, hmm. and he was in the SWAT team for the Air Force, and that was some of the best experience he said he felt like he ever got in terms of. I'll ask police. him if he knows about that. Yeah, like you can become. He was SWAT. And he said they would just carry, he said, just like regular police force, they would carry everything everywhere they went. It was Everything was in the trunk. And, but he was full-time SWAT in the Air Force. Uh, he said his first mission was, his first assignment was trash. He said they had to guard nuclear warheads. But he was out in the middle of fucking nowhere, like Kansas or something. I forgot one of those states, one of those Midwest states. He said literally in the middle of nowhere. Might have been Kentucky. I, I can't remember. But he said they guarded nuclear warheads and that shit was really intense really serious really intense but you only stayed like six months because you're literally in the middle of nowhere cut off from civilization but it was really intense and then after that he went he's became a swat in the air force so yeah like one of the things i wanted to do and yeah tell him to call me man because like one thing i wanted to do when i was in the military i wanted to guard the tomb of unknown soldiers i was I wanted to guard the Tomb of the Unknown Soldiers in D.C. That was like a dream of mine. Until my drill sergeant sent me down and said, look, I don't mean any harm. He said, but your, your test scores were too fucking high. Private. He said, if I can give you some advice, use your test scores. He said, because the job that you have in the military will determine your overall happiness. Because once you're in it, you're in it. So... I took his advice. Now, we had guys that wanted to go uh, Airborne Ranger. Uh, one guy wanted to go Delta Force. And Drill Sergeant literally talked to us and said, like, this was in school. This is doing our school. And said, you know, this is great. And their job is to sell you. These are salespeople. So, you know, they glorify everything. Um, well, the yeah, good thing is there's still... There's still a lot of time left, too. I mean, he is he's turning 14 next month. Oh, yeah. He's probably going to change a thousand times. But the one thing I think you should do is tell him, okay, just talk to everybody. Never, you know, you think about how many things we miss out in life if we didn't just explore didn't all the options yeah. or listen to our options. Um, yeah, for sure, man. What? That's hardcore, man. That's hardcore. Tell me about it. It's my I life, brother. That. <laughs> I would never in a million years, man. Wow. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. Shocking, right, man? It's it's crazy. Um, hey, would you want to do this again, Tyson? You down to do this again since is we're probably gonna be on oh. lockdown for a while, so Yeah, anytime you guys need me. Okay. Anytime I mean I, I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> oh. I don't. Tone. Um no, it's, yeah, this is a good break <laughs> from the norm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, anytime you guys need me, anytime you guys, sorry, I got so political again, uh, but I, it's, I, I would know, expect really, nothing less, Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really, that's, wow. I'm, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy the things that I, because I just, I'm consumed by the news and, and research, I get kind of swallowed up in it. 
uh, even when I'm working, I just leave the news on the background. So I don't even watch ESPN that much anymore. <laughs> it's garbage now been, anyway, I've been, dude. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to tune out the news, man. I've been trying. Um, just watching shows like Naked and Afraid. Yes. Uh, oh, dude, yeah. I love that show way yeah. too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good break from reality. So, um, but yeah, man, anytime you guys need me, I'll, and we can talk about different subjects, but it's been a long time. Um, even next time around, sure. Pierce, uh, maybe you can record it. Okay. Um, and then we'll see how the audio sounds. And if the audio is good, we could put it on like Facebook or something like that. Um, and if the audio yeah. is not good, then you could send me the file and then I can just sync up yeah. our audio to it. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Word. Maybe next time, next time uh, Tyson got to get that uh, lined up a little better. He hasn't uh, been to the barber <laughs> in a while. Oh, man, not looking like guys, his normal self. I just cut this off like a week ago, but I was seriously, this was, Mike, I look like you about two years ago. <laughs> that big old beard. I just cut this off and I don't have a straight razor, um, but I just, I just used like clippers and, it's just awful. I just told I did tell my barber, I said, I don't care what the highest bid is, but I will be the first person in for barber's chair. You nobody will outbid me on that first spot because I this corona shit will still be going on. It's not gonna end, it's gonna lighten up. So I wanna be in and out. And I said, You you tell me what the highest bid is. <laughs> I will. He said, "I'm sure you will not be outbid." So I, I'm going to be. I might even camp that camp out that night, <laughs> just to make sure. <laughs> oh man, yeah, this is horrible. Uh, <laughs> hey man, I asked you guys a quick question because you're in Colorado. Have you guys heard anything about a Walmart being shut down? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was the one on uh, Mississippi and Exposition. Yep. Right yeah, by uh, my uh, right by my three deaths. Wife. Yeah, they had three deaths. Um, two were employees. One was uh, the employee's spouse. Uh, then there's like six so far. Six other confirmed people. Um, they've asked. You know, the, the state has asked anybody who has shopped at that Walmart within the last two weeks that they need to self quarantine for the next two weeks. Really? Is that yeah. bad? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like it, it's. You know, and um, Jose, that's where he says his dad shops and his dad was talking to him and he was saying that nobody wears masks over there. He was like, you know, there's nobody wearing masks. He's like, employees are barely wearing masks. And he goes, it's no wonder they, you know, got caught up and hit like that. So they, did they, they shut the doors, though. They like yeah, they closed it at night, like that night. Like when they got the orders to close it, they they, they closed it. Like I think it was Wednesday night, Tony. Is that what it was? Yep. Wednesday or Thursday night? Wednesday night. Yeah. Yeah. Who shut it down? The governor? Yeah, the state. <laughs> Walmart got shut down. Who would have ever, ever thought that yeah. was remotely possible? Wow. That's crazy. Well, yeah. man, you safe, man. And uh, uh, that's, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, we'll definitely do this again. Dollar, get uh, Tyson back on and get a few other people. And again, next time, record the video. So we'll put that on like uh, YouTube, something like that, Facebook, whatever. Oh, shit. Yeah, we're going to do the video. I, I want I want to at least look somewhat <laughs> way human. I look like a, I just fucking got a rehab. 
<laughs> yeah man that's why i took it all off bro i was like you know what i'm done my hair was getting shaggy i've been thinking about trying to cut my own hair man but i don't know if i got the heart to do it i, I think a shaved head is different because i see these things on instagram i get all excited i don't know what it is dude i follow way too many barbers i just like watching that shit where they're like cutting lines and fades and stuff yeah. and they make it look so damn easy but then i've seen a few videos of guys who were like really great barbers and they're like you know what i'm gonna just give my my own hair a, a try and all and when they finished they're like nah i would not recommend doing that it's it's too hard you can't <laughs> cut the fucking back of your head or whatever you know oh. so so i just i did i cleaned up the lines really good cleaned up the lines in the front and everything and then just uh i did a 12 pierce so i wouldn't look like i was in chemotherapy so i actually have fuzzy hair <laughs> so how'd, on you top. Cut back? How, how'd you cut the back you had to hold up a mirror too mm-hmm. yeah you mean for doing the line or whatever yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i just Tony just one. bought a tony bought a flow b <laughs> I haven't heard that word in so long, dude. That was like the vacuum thing, right? That like sucked yeah. up your hair. Oh shit! I have a call in for for being a barber, man. No, no, <laughs> no. But I, I will tell you, the shaved head is so so nice that I, I don't know if I'm going back, man. I might just keep it. Really? Yeah, because I don't have to. I pay for barbers all the time. Save money on shampoo and stuff too. <laughs> for the longest time you guys for about two weeks i uh just grew the stash out and it got like it was bushy and i had like a, it was called the dallas and it was just like this right here and it was like a dallas and it looked like legit tira said it looked like a uh a pervert yeah that's what that's <laughs> because it looks like you're the only one on camera like you got a fresh fucking haircut yeah my wife is a cosmetologist yeah, as well. she always cuts his hair is she really lucky yeah bastard. I'm like, how the fuck is he sitting up here looking like he just walked out? <laughs> Looks of like every shop. all the time. He's always got a hooked up haircut. Yeah, you rarely see Mike's hair too long. Almost never. Look at that! <laughs> wow. I had the beard going too, man. I was gonna just let it just keep ripping for a while, but yeah, I thing. felt kind of bad, man, because they were talking about they were saying cut the beard off or whatever if you had um, because mask. of cars. Yeah, yeah, you want to put the mask on? They want to hold on tight. Yeah. Yeah, so like yours dollar is fine, the length that you have, mm-hmm. but like they're saying, like anything like longer than that is not good because the mask won't fit on tight, won't seal properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. You guys stay safe and keep your families safe, man. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, you too, man. Do I think we've bro. discovered there are a lot of people that aren't aren't that don't give a shit about our families. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yep, yep. Take care and, of yours. Yeah. Yeah, let's do this again, and, and and I might try to cut my hair. If you're going to record it, I might. <laughs> yeah, do it live on the podcast, bro, and record it next time. <laughs> like a, give me like a 24-hour notice, and I might. This is probably going to take me three or four hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm buying clippers and shit online that I would never use. I've got clippers in my bathroom now. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? That's, that's Tira. Tira, like... Um, she always gets her nails done. You know, she goes to the salon, gets her nails done and this and that. And, uh, she didn't have her nails done for a while. And then like, I like looked at Tira's fingers and I was like, Oh, she's like, what? I was like, you got a little, you got like little boy fingers. And she goes, oh. like, she's like, no. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God. And so she started like, she bought a whole bunch of stuff online and got like all those like, little acrylic stuff and she did she's been like watching hours and hours of youtube and she's been like doing designs and <laughs> doing her own, own nails and they look good you gave you her know? a complex and I, and, I, and I told her i was like i was like i was like well 
And then she goes, she goes, she looked at her hands. She goes, Oh my God. She goes, I have my dad's hands. I was like, Oh, don't, oh, don't no. say that. <laughs> oh. You, you go do your nails now, please. <laughs> oh man. Oh God. Well, yeah, man, you guys stay safe and, uh, damn, it's trying times, man. Trying times. Yeah. yeah be oh, thinking about something. Of- yeah, go ahead. How's Colorado doing? Like, statistically are you still rising like, they're still going up yeah mm-hmm. still rising what about the deaths the deaths aren't the deaths still rising yeah everything's still rising infections and deaths and yeah but we have the space we have enough space we have enough hospital beds we have enough ventilators anything like that but and i think that's the reasoning behind him wanting to ease up on the restrictions is because we do have that space but i'm like no nah, if we have the space we shouldn't use it <laughs> we right. should right. I mean it's there to use. Yeah. But well, yeah. how many deaths do you guys have? You in the uh, hundreds? Let me see what's it. Uh oh yeah, we're yeah, we're way definitely beyond that. Tierra sends me um a little thing every day and let's see the one she sent. They take it every day uh, at four yes, PM, right? Yeah. Yesterday. Six seventy two. Yesterday's confirmed cases was ten thousand eight hundred and seventy eight. Uh we had five hundred and eight deaths. Um, and we had 2,123 hospitalizations and the amount of people that were tested were 50,645. Yeah. So what'd you say for deaths? 508. Yeah. As of right now, it's 672 for deaths. Oh, geez. That, and this was, this was from yesterday, dude. The numbers yeah. that I have are from yesterday. Well, yeah. And it's, uh, 12,968 really? 12, are the confirmed cases. So that's like 2000 yeah. or more. Happening in Colorado because everyone's protesting. Everyone went to the Capitol the other day and protested and shit. And I bet you that's all them right there. What are the guns for? Can anybody tell me what the hell the guns are for? If you're and oh, go, going back real quick, I know we're going to end pretty soon. But isn't it funny how these people are protesting and they don't want anybody saying anything about it because that's their freedom, that's their right. But Colin Kaepernick protests. And they literally want him kicked off the face of the earth. Oh well, that's yeah. simple to answer, though. He's black, yeah. right? Let's be let's be yep. fucking honest. Yeah. <laughs> that's the fucking yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah, you guys have an iconic picture floating around from Colorado. Just so you know, Those yeah, the scrubs. Yeah, in scrubs. You what is seen it? That? Say it again. What is it in scrubs? You guys have an iconic picture that may it's be the it's the picture of the lady in the truck and she's yelling at um, a person in the road because like in, down at the protest, a bunch of healthcare workers oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. masks and PPEs are out it there was, and that's one of the pictures. Yeah, right. right it right. was at the hospital. It was at one of the hospitals apparently, yep. and they were blocking ambulances from getting in. Yep. And the, I, I guess the guy's the doctor. I think that's going to end up being like photo of the year. Time Magazine Photo of the Year, I think. That's being circulated heavily, but we're at about 6,300 cases and 273 deaths as of today. Okay, yeah. We're a little higher. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shocked, to be honest with you, because we got we have some knuckleheads here. <laughs> we um, Yeah, you, got, you guys better watch out for Sun City over there, all those old-ass people. Somebody gets infected in Sun City, that whole population wiped out. <laughs> every, every, everybody's old. It's, it's, I mean, what, what, um, Snowbird, Snowbird, West Coast capital, I guess. 
So I was expecting it to be really, really bad here because of the number of old people or older people that are here. Uh, and it, knock on wood, it hasn't, uh, hasn't happened. We've had 66 deaths in the past three days. So we're averaging about 33 deaths, uh, 32 deaths, 30, yeah, 32 deaths a, a day. Damn. Uh, is what we're, which is still, you know, too many from something that didn't have to happen. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and the governor, like I said, I'm surprised, man, because he's a Republican and he just, he hasn't folded. He hasn't given in to these people. And so we're just going to reopen. I mean, they're reopening to kick people off of unemployment is what they're doing. Yeah. People are just freaking so, out about the economy. And yeah, it's not the move, though, not to go money, back too soon. Money's the ruin of man. It will be the ruin of man. Yeah, it's uh, weird to think about this, man. Looking at these numbers right now, Pierce, and like looking at how much it's gone yeah. up in the last couple of days, and to think that uh, day after tomorrow things are going to start opening up gradually again. That seems, yeah, dude, seems ridiculous. <laughs> and meanwhile, yeah. I'm hearing from DPS that we're not, we may not reopen until 2021. Like we may, it's like everything's battling. Like, like it's like, oh yeah, we're going to reopen. It's like, no, but we're not us. We're, you know this and that. And but I think that's wild that. I just looked at it too. Yeah, that the, there was 500 case deaths yesterday, and then today 674. That's stupid. That's, that's stupid. Like, <laughs> it went up giant, and that's why I'm. Second, it may cause a second wave to, to come in May or June. Well, and that's yeah. what I'm thinking about. Is that's probably what part of this is we're seeing the last couple of days is people are starting to loosen up. They're like, oh shit, okay, cool, just till Monday. Shit, a day or two ain't gonna hurt. And people are starting to loosen up right. already. And then, bam, well, I don't know if it's that quick of a turnaround though. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it would make sense. Well, like got, two days, huh? What do you, what's being opened up there on Monday? Uh, well, they're starting to open up beyond just essential businesses, um, but they have to open yeah, so up like up retail, fifty percent staff. Well, right? retail curbside pickup though. So retail will be open, but it's going to be curbside pickup only. Um, restaurants are still closed. Gyms are still closed. Um, later on, they'll open up like personal services, like salons and and stuff like that, tattoo parlors, barbershops. Um, and what else? You guys haven't had curbside retail pickup? They haven't allowed that? No. Really? No. We've had that in with like Best Buy, for instance, Target. Best Buy. Like I I bought my girls Nintendo Switches when this first started popping off. You feel like it's like a major snowstorm that you're trying to prepare for because you know you're going to be stuck in a house for a couple of days and a couple of days turn into weeks and then weeks turn (laughs) into months. Yep. I bought Nintendo Switches for the girls, and I bought Callie a laptop because she's doing the. She has an iPad, but she's doing the remote learning. Yeah, so it feels like a laptop will do, will be a lot better for her. Yeah, but you, wow, that's crazy. So you guys, that's crazy. I I don't know. I'm just kind of. <laughs> so what about groceries? You guys are allowed to go into grocery stores, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's metered, so like they have a count at the door, and so yeah, there's like generally sometimes lines to get into the grocery store because they only let so many people in. Um, but we just we do all of our online shopping, so we have all of our groceries delivered through. Did Costco. you? By the way, Pierce, did you start going the extra mile like we do? Do you have you started disinfecting your packages and groceries and stuff? No. 
It's really, I read a good article recently on it. It's pretty slim, actually. Um, the odds yeah, of contracting a- it that way are, are very small. Um, but it, it is yeah, a real I possibility. Been, yeah, I think my, my, I mean, we're warmer. This is the first day I think we may have hit 100 today. I'm not sure, but I've been taking my packages and let them sit out on the back patio for three or four days. Yeah. <laughs> no, we do, we do something very similar, actually. Yeah, just letting them sit out. Uh, that's that's been kind of our method to the madness. So uh, it's probably just telling me that's shit that we don't need anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, man, you guys stay safe. If you need me, let me know. And uh, I just need a little bit of a heads up. Word. There's no way when it comes. You guys would no way. No, way. I'd, I'd fucking shoot my phone if I didn't. I didn't cut my hair right. And it's really forever recorded too. Yeah, that well, very well. Well, worst case scenario, I think you can join this with audio only. So if you jack your hair or, real bad, you can yeah. still be on the podcast. Or wear a oh, hat. You can listen to the clippers yeah. and tell if I fucked up. <laughs> I'm for real. You can listen to the clip. You'll be like, <laughs> oh, oh, that wasn't good. Yeah, you. Li- yeah, I'll, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. You, but you can seriously listen to the Clippers and and, <laughs> and hear that. But maybe I'll do that. All right, man. I'll All right, Pierce. Well, uh, episode 110 in the bag, man. We did it. Uh, we'll be back again soon. Let's do uh, 112 whenever we want to, I guess. 111 dollars. Oh, 111. I would. Did I just go from 10, 110 to 112? Yeah. My brain is <laughs> brain is falling apart. It's falling apart with everything else society as well <laughs> well alright dollar with that that's the wrap cheers alright cheers alright